0: And welcome to At the Devil's Ball, uh, the podcast where we talk about horror films in a positive and constructive manner. I am Nathaniel.
1: And I'm Samuel.
0: And this week we are uh, kind of throwing a Hail Mary. We kind of uh, uh, didn't have a topic kind of hammered out. So we're going to just do... Uh, it's a little. It's a little early. It's a Fourth of July movie. This is like the week before the Fourth of July. It's, it's
1: also a little, a little late because everybody was celebrating its release date
0: like last week. So really? Oh, yeah. Shit. I had no idea that was a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, there's that, it's
1: like Jaws Day, kind of like with Alien Day, and you know. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, Star Wars Day, and whatever else.
0: I see. There's, there's a Jaws Day. Jaws Day on the twentieth. Twentieth. Okay. So. Uh, but that, that in that case, but you, you've just said it, uh, we are doing Jaws, the, uh, one of the greatest movies ever made, um, yeah. 1975, Steven Spielberg kind of launched his career and, um, Sam will do the vitals and then we'll jump right on to talking about Jaws.
1: Yeah. So as we mentioned, uh, Jaws was uh, released on June 20th, 1975, uh, it's shot on 35 millimeter with a 2.39 to one aspect ratio. Uh, had about a $7 million budget, did about $471 million at the box office, making it the highest grossing movie of all time at the time, until Star Wars came out. Um, as far as director, obviously Steven Spielberg, uh, music by John Williams, editing by Verna Fields, director of photography was Bill Butler, uh, writers on the film were Peter Benchley, who wrote the original novel, Carl uh, Gottlieb, who did most of the heavy lifting for the final script, uh, but we also have uh, John Milius, uh Steven Spielberg, Howard Sackler, and Robert Shaw took some cracks at the script as well. Right. So I wanted to mention them. Um, and the shark was created by Robert Maddy and Roy Arbogast. Um, that's and now this for the cast we have we obviously have Brody, uh, Roy Scheider, Quint played by Robert Shaw, Richard Dreyfus plays Hooper, uh, Alan Brody played by Lorraine Gary. Uh, Vaughn, the mayor, was played by Murray Hamilton. And Carl Gottlieb played Meadows. Uh, Jeffrey Kramer played Hendricks, the deputy.
0: Right, nice, nice, nice. And did we mention the editor? Did you mention that?
1: Yes, that was uh, Verna Fields.
0: Verna Fields, right.
1: Because we have to mention the editor on this on well this the, movie, the, absolutely, uh, yeah. It's that, uh, nothing yeah. without the editor and or, or John Williams, really.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if that's true, but it's it's uh, it, it's nothing without them. But it's definitely like they do a lot of a, a lot of this. Right.
1: One um, well, of uh, the behind the scenes stuff that I watched, like that uh, was mentioned a couple times, that when they screened the movie, you know, for the first time for the studio without John Williams' music, everybody's like, eh, "It's okay." Yeah, it's yeah. okay. You know. Right, uh, which they yeah, said so, is like getting like a one-star review, you know, <laughs> from the from the studio.
0: Right. Well, nobody uh, from whatever, nobody had much faith in this picture anyway. Right. Uh, it was one of those movies that like was uh, everybody. I mean, including like Richard Dreyfuss, even kind of saying like after we completed filming, I was like, this movie's gonna tank. Like, right. it's just that this is nothing. It's not gonna do anything, and uh, and then it became like the most powerful movie ever at the time right well everybody Um,
1: turned it down too i mean everybody greyfus turned down the role at first until he was worried about his previous movie that you know didn't turn out as well um they you know offered all the roles to you know several people before they landed on the cast Mm -hmm.
0: um but yeah i mean uh vera fields and also in particular is that the editor i mean the ending of the ending of that movie of this movie and and the way that that's edited, I mean, it's so so perfect. Like right. that, um, I remember actually watching this movie probably for the first time as an adult years ago, and uh, actually um, cheering when Roy Scheider cheers at the end of the movie,
2: right. like
0: in my living room, like you know, by myself. But he like okay. he, and he goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Went, yeah, like, it's infectious. And I would, lot of like, yeah, like he got him. Uh, and it's all because of the editing. Right. And it's Because it's so tightly edited, that, like, you know, the shark coming at him, it's pushing in yeah. on his face, edit, 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 cut, 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 cut. Yeah. And then it's, uh, you know, getting closer and closer. It's uh, such a beautifully edited sequence. And, um, and of course, where uh, so much of the film is, is as we'll uh, certainly talk about, is these characters are so well uh, fleshed out right that we're 100 percent on board with sheriff brody at by that point that yeah uh when he wins he we're, we win um what impressed me this time watching it again the other night um that i hadn't really noticed before well i mean i noticed it before but it, mm-hmm. it it re i was like oh wow okay i noticed yeah. that again this is was, the kind of
1: movie where you notice new things all the time or you yeah. remember new things all the time when you watch it because it's just yeah. it it always feels fresh because of just how well it's done
0: definitely uh but the two things were um remember how quick this movie is it's really fast um right. very very fast paced. slows down a little bit in the second act um very deliberately uh but i always remember it as being much more uh deliberately paced uh mm-hmm. you know uh and it's it's not it's this thing flies right, right through that first act um Uh, no wasted motion everything is just boom 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 it's going straight forward towards the ending and then it slows down a little bit in that second act which is uh probably my one of my very few criticisms of this movie which Mm -hmm. we'll get to this is this one thing in the second act this doesn't work for me but um the other thing that impressed me at this time around was um oh shit what was it i should have written it down um because i'm blanking now but uh it was um Oh, how brutal it is right it's actually surprisingly gory um which i don't didn't remember i thought it cut away more um yeah
1: me too i was i was yeah. thinking of it as being a, a tamer film than it
0: actually is yeah it's it's actually pretty gory and probably uh, and, because
1: probably because i think it only got like a pg you know rating because yeah. there's no pg-13 at the time
0: Well, yeah. all movies have to be rated r Right. scary um i mean yeah. this probably should have been rated r i mean let's let's be honest this is a, there's <laughs> a brutal brutal kid kill right at the, at the end of the to mark the end of the first act i mean like and, i mean yeah. they had to
1: make you know a few cuts to you know the length of some of the gore shots just to you know get in under the wire but i feel like if it was you know let's say i don't know uh not universal studios making this i feel like it probably would have came back with an r even back then, you know, studio power was pretty yeah. strong.
0: Yeah, I don't think the censors were as hardcore either at that time. Like no. uh, the the set the the Motion Picture Association of America was more of a what became way more powerful after this film was released. I mean, like, right? They they really came to real power in the eighties. Yeah. Um, like with the uh, the video nasty scare video nasty and all stuff. That, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's when the MPAA was sort of like, now we are powerful. Uh, before that, they were just kind of like more mostly worried about like excessive stuff. Um, right. You know, like female bodies. Like, you know, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's a brutal movie. Um, it, it's got uh, it, and it, but even though it's only got like four, like really four or five kills in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all pretty savage uh the first one's actually the tamest and it's but it's probably the most frightening right uh and then you've got the you've got uh poor billy kintner uh you know right. where we could see the kid's torso fly up in the damn air while that yeah. shark is tearing him apart um it's uh it's really and then quince uh death is is there's a lot of blaze coughing up blood he's getting bitten right. in half i mean like which, by the way, he talked about in his speech, which we'll talk about, but it's foreshadowing. Um, right. But, yeah, it's uh, it's really a brutal movie, and it didn't, uh, it, it for whatever reason, I didn't remember it as being that uh, that brutal. I thought it was always more of an intense film, um, mm-hmm. which it is, but I thought it was way more, I it was interesting to me, I watched the movie, like, wow, these, this is a lot of blood in this, and I'm like, is this because I'm 40? <laughs> like, am I like... <laughs> Am I like, oh, no, uh, ooh, well, that's, I, don't that's know, I
1: don't know about you, but I, I also remember watching this like, you know, on TV as a kid. Yeah, that's true. Was, like on yeah. broadcast. So I they probably cut a lot of that stuff out as well. Yeah. You know, so when you think about the movie, it doesn't, you know, always come yeah. to mind that, you know, you were watching a, a different version of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, this one, I think, is one of those films, too, that has um, I hesitate to use the, the, the term because it drives me nuts. But uh, the Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is basically code for, I, I remember things wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Um, right. Uh, no <laughs> offense to anybody who's into the, you're not a Mandela effect guy, are you? Like uh, I, find, bears.
1: I, I find it amusing. Um, okay. But yeah. no, no, I don't put any stock into that kind of.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I do remember cause... I was in a film class, um, a film and philosophy class with uh, my professor was talking, we were talking about jobs for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't remember. And he actually was like, and I'd had a couple of classes with him already. And so he was, I was, I was the other known film buff in the room. So he would tend to sometimes look at me for like uh, confirmation, right. to Make sure he was remembering things properly or, uh, or just for like backup if he needed some. But, um, apart. yeah. And, uh, yeah. but he was talking about it and he was like, you know, and then he was talking about Mrs. Kintner, uh, the scene where she pulls the veil up. And he's like, right. and then and he says, then she slap, slaps him. Or does she spit on him? And he looks at me he's like, or maybe. Both like, right. and I was like, and actually, when he asked, I was like, Does she spit on him? And right. for like and I was like, You know, even though I've seen the movie like a hundred million times, I was like, Does she? But, um, so it's one of those movies that I think that like little details like that tend to be you add more to it or take right. less away from it. Um, but we both agreed, it was like, well, She definitely slaps him. Uh, yeah. we were like, Does she also spit on him? Because we were like, That actually would they would track, I mean, right. like, you know, um. By the way, I loved watching the documentary on Jaws and seeing that that woman apparently had been uh, uh, harangued What to, to, to slap them? Yeah, um, to the point where she had to retire from slapping. Um, yeah,
1: apparently you get so many fans who want to slap want you to slap them, and you know eventually that grows tiresome. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, it's kind of yeah. like with
1: Cade Hotter. Everybody asked him to strangle them. You know, it's just right. It's, I don't understand it.
0: There's some um, fetish shit going on but, there, I think. Yeah, there's some a whole weird area here, right? Yeah, like, um, and actually, interesting enough, that uh, the Mrs. Kintner scene is actually one of the reasons why the um, the riff tracks of Jaws is not very popular.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, they this, of course, it was a riff tracks that was recorded. It's actually one of the very few riff tracks I don't like because every time I've tried to watch it, I just want to watch the movie.
1: Right, um, it's, it's hard. It,
0: yeah, it's one of the few movies, it's one of the very few Rift tracks I don't like. I just don't watch because I'm like, you know what? This isn't, I actually just want to watch Jaws. Like, you know, right. um, you know it, it, this would be better without them. Um, but um, they made, uh, of course, was in the early days, as everybody knows, and we've talked about, it, I think, before that Riftracks had a, a tendency to um, make some jokes that are very much not cool mm-hmm. anymore. But at the time, they were still somewhat acceptable. But they made jokes about you know uh they were really hung up on uh reading into roy scheider's reaction to her pulling the veil off as if he was like shocked by her ugliness and it was it's a really nasty joke um and it just doesn't play well but i remember they actually wrote a cracked article about like five unintentionally funny movies in moments and films and um and it was, it was, they mentioned that one, they were like, you know, that he's so shocked by her ugliness. and like fans just like, like people were just ripping them apart in the comments being like, oh, right. the, this is shitty. That's a shitty, shitty joke to make. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, it was, and, and I've watched the scene and be like, I don't know where they got that. You know, he's, he's shot, he's surprised by her, but he's like, he's like, oh shit, I'm in for it. Right. Not, uh, not you know, yeah, surprised very- by her
1: yeah very well portrayed moment you know it gets across on screen exactly what the attention was i mean so yeah
0: yeah he feels guilt even though even though we know he's not responsible he feels responsible right and it's uh and it has the great you know like the great scene of the, the mayor saying like you know it's not she's she's wrong and he says no she's not right like i should have i should have fought you on that beach thing like there's a kid dead because i listened to you um right. and that's on me I made that mistake. Also, brilliant moment when Billy Kinder gets killed where uh, he starts to run into the water and stops.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's such a, a great moment, and I think it adds to his guilt. Like, right. you know, he's like, he, he just, he, he wants to run into that water to try to help that kid, right, but he's but that so he scared can. of the water that he can't.
1: Right.
0: Um, it's such a great moment. I mean, like, there's so many of these little things in this movie yeah. that are...
1: Yeah. I mean, even before that, when the mayor comes up and, you know, talks to the old guy and tells him to go into the water, you know, because nobody's yeah. going into the water, you know, everybody's on the beach hanging out. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's fairly brilliant little yeah. reaction there.
0: Yeah. No, I, and there's some, there's some great reaction moments. Uh, one of my favorite ones that I think I noticed really for this, this time around was um, uh, Matt Hooper shows up mm-hmm. and he does the autopsy and the medical examiners in the room. And he's going through, he's getting angrier and angrier and angrier until he stops, right. he looks at the guy and goes, this wasn't a propeller accident. Right. Uh, it's so he's so angry. And I'm like, and I think we we feel his anger. We associate yeah. with it. And it's it's such a brilliant moment by Dreyfuss. Um So much of this movie, I think, just wouldn't work without this cast. They, they no, just they just no. knock it out of the park every time. Um. The, uh, you know, Matt Hooper is a great character and so much of Dreyfus' work, like I was noticing, um, he's on the boat with, uh, with, they're going out to see the, the wrecked ship, the wrecked boat, mm-hmm. uh, and, he, and they're talking and he's like, and uh, 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 Brody says, are you, uh, are you rich? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much? Me or the whole family? Right. Uh, it's, it, any, I think any other actor, we'd hate the guy almost yeah. immediately. But Dreyfus kind of plays it with, like, actually, it's just kind of funny. Like, you know, uh, yeah, I'm a rich guy. Um, but I mean, well, like, it, right. it, because of his likability, because I think any, and of course, the book, he's an unlikable douchebag. Right. Um,
1: but so is almost everybody in the book. Everybody in, book. in that yeah. book is an yeah. unlikable yeah.
0: douchebag. To the point Steven Spielberg was quoted as saying, um, when reading the book, he was rooting for the shark. Right. Because he hated all the characters. So he, when he, when he, when he wanted to make the movie that he kind of insisted these characters have to be way more likable. Right. Uh, which was absolutely the right call. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there are just these wonderful little actor moments in this movie. It's very much an actor's piece. Oh I yeah. i print yeah. throughout. Yeah.
1: I just like the, um, the, the total shift between the first half and the second half, you know, mm. the first half is basically, um, a disaster movie, it
2: yeah
1: opening. I mean, that's like you know Airport seventy four or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. the Towering Inferno, where the first half is always you know somebody coming out and saying something's wrong, and you know everybody else disbelieving them, and yeah. you know shenanigans ensue. Um, and right at the point where that that red would probably be wearing thin if the whole movie was that, you know, put OJ Simpson and. <laughs> everybody else in there nine thousand character actors you know from tv and, and radio just to get just to get a lot of cameos uh yeah would have been the wrong move for this film it turns into like three guys going into the wilderness to hunt a bear i mean
0: that's grizzly
1: yeah yeah
0: but it's basically
1: the same thing i mean yeah
0: yeah oh we'll get to the grizzly right <laughs> we'll talk about you know, we'll talk about or, the or the, we'll definitely you know, talk the,
1: about that yeah the light in the darkness or whatever, you know, the old story is, it's, it turns into a completely different movie in the second half. And that's like, that kind of yeah. total shift is almost impossible to pull off, but it pulls it off like to the point where
0: you don't even notice. Yeah. And that's, if, and that's so much because of, I think the characters, right. right. The, the characters and the, the three men, uh, the actors are, are nailing these moments um, because as, as you mentioned, like the beginning of that second half, is very much these three men want to kill each other. Right. Um, it's uh, it's very, and then they slowly start to, not necessarily like each other, but.
1: Right. They start to do that masculine bonding
0: thing. They respect. Know, yeah. Right. Yeah. They gain some respect. Um, also, if things go wrong and they start right. being like, well, what my plan, I mean, it's brilliantly done. And you barely, again, like you said, you barely notice it, that Quint's plan completely falls apart. then, almost immediately and then all of a sudden he's looking at hooper and being like what's your plan uh because he's like mine's not working um so i guess we have to actually work together because my my idea alone isn't going to (laughs) work um and of course ultimately the shark is kind of killed by a combination of all of both of them right with with the, the improvisational thinking of the the everyman right um uh, and his one skill set, which is, he's you know, he's a cop. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it is a, it is a brilliant turn. Um, I think the, the first act is, is super, super effective. Um, like I said, it's very fast. I, I actually, it's another thing I thought was, uh, that I noticed this time that I, I remember wrong. I thought Quint shows up way later in the narrative. He's there almost immediately. Right. Yeah. Like he's there really quick, like by minute 10. Like he's like right. scratching on the nails and then you know it's scratches
1: weird. Yeah, it's weird because it's a it's it's a two and a half hour. It's not two and a half hour. I'm sorry, two just over two hours. hours like, yeah, two hours and like four minutes or something yeah. like that. Long movie. And every time I think of the film, I think it's like you know a, a tight ninety minutes. Yeah, because it's just you know so well paced.
0: Yeah, yeah, but it flies right by. I mean, we open up with uh, with uh, really uh, really effective kill. Um, which is even more effective because, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure that the shark didn't work, everybody knows that, right? Uh, so they had to basically not show the shark. Uh, the shark was apparently all over the place in the script, right? Uh, the shark was popping up everywhere, and they were like, Well, we can't actually shoot the damn thing, so uh, you know, the poor lady at the beginning is just kind of thrown around by somebody under the water, right?
1: Thrashed around by, by around wires. screaming,
0: yeah, and it she nails it. And uh, it uh, was voted uh, Bravo's 100 Scariest Movie Moments most scary, you know, scariest movie moment of all time. Right. Um, and um, it's, uh, it's, it's a really, really effective moment. And then it, uh, event, and again, it's like any other movie would have just sort of, we've talked about this, there was some movie we talked about, I think mm-hmm. that like, or either it was with you or Sarah Sim, but I talked about like the first victim in a film is usually forgotten right um they're never like their death usually doesn't matter much um
1: or it's used as an inciting incident to bring you know the the lead character into the film because it's like
0: their brother or sister sister, sister. yeah Yeah. but we immediately cut to how they immediately cut to how you know the young man that was with her Mm -hmm. uh when they find her body the next shot is him like you know having a thousand yard stare right he's like oh my god i feel really guilty about this uh, we see the deputy uh, right. he blows his whistle and he sit, He has to sit down and start and cries. Unlike Andy from twin peaks, <laughs> it's actually not played for laughs. It's actually right. really, really, really sad. Like the, the yeah. and it gives you that impression of this community is not prepared for this, um, right. you know, which is similar to twin peaks and you know, twin peaks was yeah. not prepared for Laura Palmer's death. Um, no. And, uh, and then the, you know, medical examiner then rules it a shark attack and then the mayor comes to talk to him and he changes his mind right um and um and i love also like it's again. i mean it, it's the problem with doing these classic films is that we keep being like oh my god this is so good right um but uh it, you know we cut to the to sheriff brody and he's being assaulted by minutiae right the whole time yeah uh people karate a
1: kicking fences and, you know yeah,
0: yeah. chief chief the, the the little kids that are kicking the, kicking home there's a guy parked outside my uh outside my stop from boston
1: need okay. you to you know
0: need you to tow it um you know and he's like someone's dead sir all um right. you know <laughs> i kind of need to get going you yeah know. film the okay, fill out the form uh i've got more important things to deal with uh but um but yeah, I mean, it's really well effective. And then, of course, the, the frustration of uh, the mayor being like, but capitalism, right. um, which, uh, as many people pointed out, uh, hits differently now. Yeah. Um, you know, Growing up,
1: I always felt that that seemed unrealistic to me. But as an adult, that seems way exactly too realistic. Happened. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we see it from everything from COVID to gun violence. Right. Um, you know, we see it every day now of uh of elected officials being like uh no uh what about the money and you can Um, you
1: can kind of almost see their their point of view in this film which is you know rare because you know they are like you know this is our entire town's income for the for the year
0: on fourth coming up here yeah yeah Yeah. i mean i grew up i grew up in the in this neck of the woods in the in the northeast this is nantucket island is amity island which is supposed to be in new york right uh shot at um which is massachusetts i believe right um i think so yeah um i should have looked that up um but uh but yeah i mean like the if you in southern maine if you're like hey uh we need to shut down something for tourism it is massachusetts massachusetts Massachusetts, island um but the movie takes place in amity um which I think, even in one of the shots, the show, the house from Amityville Horror actually is in the background. But oh, um, nice, yeah. But um, it's uh, although it maybe some of that was Photoshop. I don't know. That yeah, might it be. Is. It might have been somebody photoshopping things in. But it's supposed to be like I think it's supposed to be the same place, Amity Island, right. uh, which is in upstate New York, I believe. But uh, but yeah. But point is, is that in the in the northeast like in southern Maine where I grew up, we were like, hey, we can't. Uh, the, actually, the, the town I grew up in originally when I was first uh, had four memories anyway, mm-hmm. uh, was a, a town called Old Orchard Beach, uh, which is very much Amity Island. Uh, it is a beach community uh, in the winter. Its population is something like, you know, like uh, 1500 people in the summer. It's like like 50,000 like it's right. like it's a, a ton of people it explodes. Um, yeah, um, it's a beach community. Uh, it's a ghost town in the winter, uh, but all of the town's income is lumpy tourists coming in right. for the summer on Fourth of July weekend, a Memorial Day weekend. Um, and it's uh, it's like 90 percent of the income. And if you were to say Fourth of July weekend, we have to shut down the beach, it would be an economic disaster. Right. They would absolutely freak out. However, um, I don't know if they would make I don't I, I, I was only there until I was in like third grade, but. Um, and then a little bit later, and I, I was y- a little older, I lived in the area, but, um, I don't know if they would actually just keep it open to like, you know, even though people were dead, but.
1: Well, I, I think the fact that they have to do the math alone, you know, to be like, well, what are the odds of another attack like this, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then, you know, how they glom onto the, you know, thinking that, you know, the one shark that they did catch was the, was the culprit. Yeah. Um, oh, thank God we're saved, you know?
0: Right. Right. The tiger shark, yeah,
1: right.
0: Um, but yeah, uh, although according to the documentary I watched, I mean, apparently something like that did happen in Nantucket. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, but their response was to save the shark, not to uh, oh, there you go, yeah. But um, <laughs> although that was like 2004 or something, but right? Like the end of the documentary was like a, sh- a great white shark did end up in those waters and they closed the beaches and uh, called the their own Matt Hooper to come in and be like, how do we, how do we,
1: how do we catch this?
0: How do we get, how do we save the shark and get it out of these waters? Cause the shark can't survive. Um, the great white shark isn't acclimated to, to the water temperature that far North. No. Um, so it's lost ostensibly and, uh, it needs to get back out. But, uh, which is something to talk about too, is that, you know, this movie did so much harm for the sharks. Right. Um, which is kind of, uh, uh, human nature in a nutshell um yeah
1: yeah tell an effective story and it's gonna you know affect the pr of
0: yeah whatever it's whatever being it told about yeah yeah because actually the reality is that shark attacks are actually exceedingly rare right uh they actually on the list of animals that have yearly kills they're actually pretty low uh right. they kill like two people a year or something like that versus like swans kill five or something right. like
1: that so it's well like, swans and geese are pure evil so you know
0: yeah yeah i'm but not like, surprised Like hippos kill more people per right. year than uh than sharks do um but yeah uh but everybody thought sharks were this, this imminent right. danger all the time as a result of this film that sharks were actually being like you know right. just wantonly slaughtered <laughs> yeah uh but, but even, um, even
1: in the text of the film it's not exactly clear whether this is uh, you know a shark doing what a shark does or if this is you know a a michael myers shark <laughs> well you go by the
0: you go by the sequels it's definitely a michael myers right shark. right yeah, but um uh yeah the sequels all go into like you know by the by jaws the revenge are like this shark is like mystically created yeah
1: it's like psychically linked to it's psychically linked to, to brody's family <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah and it's like trying to kill his family to get revenge um right. By the way, Jaws of Revenge is not nearly as bad as people say it is, but uh, that's pretty
1: bad, though.
0: It is pretty bad, but it's. it's, it's, I think 3D is
1: the worst of them. But uh, I
0: agree. I agree. 3D is actually pretty bad. Uh, Is actually way worse. I think Um, Jaws of Revenge at least has some like fun stuff, uh, uh, and some fun character work um, from um, uh, Lorraine. uh, She comes back, Lorraine Gray, uh, Lorraine Gary, and then of course uh, Michael Kine Michael Caine. Uh, Michael Caine is a, uh, a, a is a, a airplane airplane pilot uh, who romances Lorraine Gary, and uh, right. it's, it's actually I actually find the movie to be a lot of fun, um, uh, Jamaican stereotypes notwithstanding. Right. Um, it's kind of weird that this thing got you know. Well, I guess it's not. It's weird not weird. In but the yes, fact that yeah. you know
1: it made money, so we're going to try to make more of these, and this was the dawn of the you know where sequels really. Yeah. Becoming a big money-making thing, that it got so many sequels with just you know such a simple premise. It's like, almost like how do you, how do you keep make more making more of these when you got a one and done story that's told so well?
0: Yeah, um, the answer is more sharks, I guess. Right, yeah, yeah.
1: more more sharks and 3D and
0: Michael uh, Kane and Michael Caine, and, Michael whatever else you can find. And when he speaks loudly, he speaks very loudly indeed. Um. I'm surprised
1: they never, you know, they never actually got around to
0: remake
1: remaking this. Um, I don't know how how they managed to avoid that up until now.
0: I've wondered why, like well, most of Spielberg's movies, uh, his seminal films. I've always wondered, like you know, uh, I'm I'm impressed by his restraint, right? Um, or that not even a remake, but like you know, Jaws uh, Jaws 2000 and oh yeah, like the uh,
1: the late sequel. Uh, yeah, kind of like
0: why there isn't like you know uh quint's son right. or you know, quint's grandson is out for event like <laughs> well they, did, uh, they already they already did you
1: know quint's son so they can't
0: yeah go somewhere else with it yeah but like why isn't there like why like you know Richard Dreyfus is still alive and be like Matt Hooper right. has to come out of retirement to help Amity one more time uh <laughs> you know same thing with like close guy like why hasn't there right. been closer encounters of the third right. kind or close encounters of the fourth kind um <laughs> the only one he's done that with is indiana jones um but yeah i mean i I admire his uh, admire that 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 you know there wasn't you know uh there hasn't been a late cash uh, a late cash grab uh nostalgia piece or a remake of most of his work um saving more private ryan's um (laughs) you know like um yeah schindler's schindler's other list uh yeah wasn't
1: there a wasn't there a clerk's cartoon gag with the Schindler's List sequel? I seem to
0: remember that. Probably. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, I. I but you're right. I actually am somewhat surprised there's never been some sort of nostalgic ash crap right? on Jaws. Now now that we say this, oh, they'll announce one tomorrow. Week. Yeah. Uh, right. And be like, you know, now we're doing exactly what I just said, which is like Richard Dreyfus is returning for right. Jaws so how, 2023. So how-
1: Somehow Disney owns it now and you know is yeah. gonna be a theme a new theme park ride and everything, you know.
0: Breaking news, Disney has purchased Amblin Entertainment and <laughs> right. uh they are now green lighting every every cash grab of Steven Spielberg ever. Um yeah. Uh yeah, now that we say that, it's right. gonna happen. Yeah. Um but yeah, it, it is it is somewhat remarkable that uh, Spielberg has shown that kind of restraint to not, uh, you know... Although, I mean, he did make Ready Player One, and I'm sure there were references to all of these films in that movie. So oh, for sure.
1: I'm almost positive, you know.
0: Yeah. I never
1: there's, probably somebody, there's probably somebody who looks... I did, but I don't remember most of it, thankfully. <laughs> um, the, the, there's probably somebody who looks straight at the camera and says, you're going to need a bigger boat. Oh, yeah. Moving, oh, you know, probably,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: You know, the, it's in the middle of that... Uh, the overlook hotel scene where they're they're all flying down river and the river of blood and you know somebody's like we're gonna need a bigger boat yeah so something like
0: that while while someone's playing the the close encounters theme on his flute or something (laughs) right uh yeah yeah with superman and uh and a guy dressed as uh pennywise the clown
1: um What, what struck me this time through is is how much it's set up in a lot of ways similarly to slasher films, and nobody mm-hmm. really seems to include this in the birth of the slasher film and for good reason because you know not you know it's not a slasher film, but at the same time it's got so many elements of it it's got you know the the killer p o v it's you know it's got the body count it's got a lot of the the same stuff that you know you know later directors were kind of copying off of for their films
0: yeah yeah well jaws is one of the most duplicated and imitated films of all time right um that's not surprising but no i think you're right i mean this and i mean there are still people that debate have that same tired old debate of whether or not jaws is a horror movie right which we've talked about before um uh which is nonsense but i mean right. like yeah, i was gonna say, I, think to,
1: I think we have the, i think we have the least interesting take on that which is we don't care yeah yeah right <laughs> it's like it's um, a movie
0: it's a movie yeah right. and uh and, if you want to call it
1: horror call it horror if you don't want to call it horror
0: yeah whatever yeah know, yeah and we've, we've tried to not? we used to we used to uh, open our show we we're saying horror and horror related films and i think we, we we're trying we've been doing it out of habit sometimes but i think we've been trying to drop the horror related because it doesn't matter right um yeah. A horror film is whatever you is whatever is scary ostensibly, right. you know, um, you know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. There's still people that want to say Jaws is not a horror film, and I'm I am like it. They called I, it a horror film when it came out.
1: I can't see how it wouldn't
0: be a horror film. I mean, what yeah. kind
1: of film would you, you know, put it
0: as? A, it's a an family drama. You know? Yeah, I, it's yeah. It's, it's an action, elements. action adventure. But yeah, I mean, right. But no, I mean, like this movie was called a horror movie when it came out. Yeah, um, it uh, it 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 didn't do well at the Oscars because it's a horror film. Right. Like the Academy, even then, were like eh, horror film. Yeah,
1: they didn't give you know Spielberg a nod because basically
0: it was a horror film.
1: Yeah. They, to,
0: they snubbed it, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made one of the greatest films of all time, and they were like, eh, uh, you know, it's a horror we'll film.
1: nomination for Best Picture,
0: but you know, yeah, we'll get, get your Best Picture nomination trip, not here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Best Picture nomination, uh, but no win. Um, right. It won the technical awards. It won, yeah, uh, one
1: for out editing, uh, sound editing, and uh, music.
0: I believe. Yeah, John, I think it might have been one of John right. Williams' first Oscars too. Yeah. yeah. Also, rather uh, prescient, uh, rather uh, fitting—not prescient, uh, but rather fitting. Actually, that uh, yesterday, uh, the day before this recording, uh, John Williams announced his retirement. Yeah, he um, said after
1: this Indiana Jones, he's gonna
0: yeah retire from. He's done from, film from forever. Stores. Yeah, he's done forever, which means all we have now is Danny Elfman. Um, um, it's a, <laughs> that's that's little that was a little arch, but yeah, I mean, like we, we do have like Jerry Goldsmith and a couple right. other guys, but there's some good film scores out there. But
1: uh, I mean, there's only one, 90 years
0: old. I mean, there's only one John Williams, and uh, and he's he's uh, he's uh, he's scored this the Jaws theme, Superman theme, Star Wars, um, you know these these Indiana Jones, right. all of those uh iconic themes that people kind of even know without even seeing those films. Like yeah. children children are born like uh, you know, come out of the womb going like dun 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 dun
1: dun dun Right.
0: They, they know John Williams score for whatever reason. It's just like yeah. it's just and been absorbed. Know
1: that everybody knows the da da, 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 da,
0: da, know. da yeah. Everybody. Um so there's only one John Williams and so that's uh that's sad, but he uh but good for him for deciding i mean he stuck around longer than i thought he would right probably because steven spielberg was like please (laughs) like please we're
1: doing another indiana jones we need you yeah
0: disney was like what we can't have star wars without john williams and he's like all right although he did announce after um rise of skywalker he was like i'm never doing another star wars don't ask me right um i've done nine of these now i'm done um but uh and you
1: can already tell the difference um with the star wars because yeah. the one thing that the star wars tv shows um don't have is the john williams score you can you can feel that oh yeah yeah. Um, yeah especially with the the new obi-wan show um the mandalorian i thought had a really cool score i can't remember who did that but it was very western themed but like the Obi one score is like just kind of not there which is weird
0: yeah. for a star wars film well i made it i made it through like four seasons of clone wars Um, I wasted a week, um, and, um, uh, very, very arduous process that I ended up giving up. Um, although I'm told that show gets better, but I'm like,
1: it does, uh, but I I mean, you know, you can already give it a, a
0: week of your time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, eh um you know me were, i'm always
1: i always of the mind of like if you're not enjoying the ride why do you go why take it? it yeah right yeah. at Which some point I'm advice i never take myself
0: but right right
1: you
0: know i went way longer with it than i i i probably should have and um but um and there were good episodes but mm-hmm. one of the things i actually did like about the show was their um their kind of knockoff john williams yeah. music uh was actually pretty good uh and they uh they credited john williams every every episode being like, you know, the original score is John Williams. And we're just sort of playing with it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I thought was cool. And, uh, I know that they were like, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna run with, uh, we're gonna run with what John Williams was doing, uh, because that's how influential he is, how much a part of that he is. So, um, but as you mentioned, you know, like even the initial screening of jaws for the executives, you know, when they were like, we don't, uh, it's, yeah, it's all right. right. It's, and then they were it's, like okay. put his music in and, and he does right. some uh, he does some really great work with this movie too, not just the Jaws theme, but like um the way he's throwing in um uh during during these action sequences, he actually starts throwing in notes of um farewell Spanish lady. Right. Um it's it's beautiful. I'm like watching it and they're like, you know,
2: yeah.
0: And I'm like, oh wow, okay. Uh, it's just these little notes of other Little other notes things. of like pirate shanties and stuff Yeah as, as well in there,
1: other ones, you know
0: Yeah um, But yeah, I mean, there's some really great musical work Going on outside of even just the Jaws theme right. Um it's, uh, it's no wonder that, you know And it, it does exactly what a film score should do Which is you notice it when you're supposed to notice it And not notice it when you're You know, it, it's supposed right. to be Background noise. You're not supposed to really notice the score. No, um, it's supposed to accentuate the the uh, what's going on on screen, um, except when they want you to notice it, like the jaws theme, right? You know, where they're like, you know, you need to notice this, but um,
1: we we need to show you the music because we can't show you the shark right now, you know? right?
0: Right. Um, but uh, you know, and also to to train the audience to know what they're looking at, right? Um. But yeah, I mean, it's it's it does that great stuff where uh, I think you don't even really notice it unless you're really paying attention. And um, like I said, the uh, Spanish lady uh, bits—I don't think I'd ever noticed that before this time when I was really paying attention. And all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh, he threw a little bit of that in there." Uh, Okay, that's very cool. But um, yeah, uh, the one the one thing that I realized, I finally, I, it always kind of bugged me. And I, I, uh, well, not bugged me, but cause it's a, a near perfect movie. And I, I, I will never say anything else, but, uh, there's one thing that I've never been able to put my finger on about what the second act, for whatever reason, there's something that doesn't quite fit. And I think I figured it out this time, which what is, you? uh, they have the whole sequence. It sort of starts off the second act. The second act kind of, one of the primary things we're supposed to do is, is be worried about Brody's kids. Mm-hmm. I didn't even remember that they were Brody's kids. Right. Um, the whole scene with the shark coming into the, the pond. And his son is out there on the boat mm-hmm. and uh, his other son's running after the guy and being like, I don't right. like you anymore. You don't, you're not playing with me anymore. And then uh, right. and uh, the kids attacked and they cut to the other kid, uh, the other son crying in the sand. Right this is the first time I think I realized those were his children.
1: Oh, I mean, they uh, even have the little subplot of them getting the little boat. And, you know, he's yeah. going to learn
0: how to learn how to use it, and et cetera, et cetera. I, yeah, I know. But
1: and it just doesn't work. Right. <laughs> just, I'm like, yeah. yeah,
0: that's what I mean. So I'm it doesn't like, stick. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, was, those are his kids. I thought they were just kids. Right. I, um, I
1: think it's because they didn't give them enough time in the first act. Because yeah. they've already established everybody, you know, who we need to know for, for, for the rest of the movie by the time this, this attack happens. And right. um, although his kids are in it, like it's, they're not, and they yeah. have that adorable scene where the one child is, you know, mimicking his father at yes. the dinner table. Um, yeah. Uh, which is, you know, the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I'm going to get great diabetes scene. from it. Um, yeah. 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 It's a wonderful thing, Which scene, I, yeah. I guess was was just kind of improvised it on the set because yeah. the kid was doing that during yes. the downtime. Yeah um but i don't know i think i think you just don't connect with the kids because they're we we just kind of know that they're not an integral part to the story yeah when when we've already shown you know that anybody can be attacked it doesn't mean it's special if it's his kids because he's already been shown to be the kind of person who doesn't care whose kids it is he's upset by it you know
0: yeah he wants to protect everybody yeah right like you know it's it's uh it's his job and he cares about it um But yeah, the it's so. I mean, it's one of those things that I was like, oh, those are now. If they
1: kids. made this movie today, if they made this movie today, it would be ninety percent about those kids. And... Yeah,
0: I think if it was not, I think if it was made today, it would just be Peter Rangel's book. Like right. it would just be a bunch of dicks like running around, uh, right. you know, trying to kill, a, trying to kill a shark. Well, I mean, like, there's
1: so many, you know, every modern like, not every modern
0: blockbuster, but so many of
1: them are like resolved around like trying to save your own family over over everybody else. You know, uh, it's yeah. No, a role.
0: there is something of an exceptionalism to uh, uh, uh to um to modern blockbusters modern right. cinema yeah in the attempt to in the attempt to create um uh, uh identification with characters it's, uh, there, there is a uh, a heavy heavy exceptionalism individual exceptionalism right. to their movies but you know you don't see a whole lot of uh, of deliberate altruism right uh, which is this where,
1: film? Right, yeah, this film I think has it at spades. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's probably yeah. I think that's probably why that scene doesn't work as well as it should. Because, I mean, it's, it works. It's effective. It's scary. Yeah. Um, you're
0: you're worried for those children, but like yeah. you're. And it you're right, the plot. Yeah. It's
1: easy. It's easy to forget that those are
0: his kids. You know. In, yeah. in the moment. Yeah, and it works. I mean, like, yeah. then we cut to you know, then they cut to you know, this is where the mayor finally caves. Right, you know, like Brody's angry, and he's like, you know, but I, I, it, again, it could have been, it would have been the same if it was any kid, and like him right. going, like, goddamn, you know, you need well, to I mean, actually even the mayor said,
1: world. even the mayor said his kids in the water were in the yeah. water too, and yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. well, why did we show them as well? You know, right. for a moment, you
0: know, you know, my kids were out there too, and so yes, I'll sign the thing, right? Um, yeah, the mayor too is what I, I noticed the meme going around, maybe because it was just Day, I don't know. But um, they were like using it again as as prescient proof that like, that this, the mayor is still mayor and jaws too, <laughs> right? Um, and so true. people were like, you know, here's here's modern American politics right there is that mm-hmm. like you can literally cause multiple deaths with your poor uh, poor <laughs> governance and right. uh, you still get reelected. Um, but yeah, I mean, like. Uh, Actually, one of my favorite jokes in the the all-women Ghostbusters from 2018 was, uh, you know, her yell you know, you're like the mayor from Joss. You could never compare me to the mayor from Joss. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, everybody knows he's the worst. Right. He's just the worst uh, worst governing official in, like, cinema history because right. because of his wanton capitalism. Um, and yet, our, our political system continues to elect people just right. like him. Which is very, very, very. It's odd. it's not even
1: only capitalism. It's it's just you know he's more comfortable pretending the problem doesn't exist. I think. Right. You
0: know? Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, the, the you know it'll it'll just solve itself. Right. I don't you know. Although uh, I got
1: a question, I got a question for you because Quint died. Um, mm-hmm. They don't have to pay anybody that money now.
0: They just saved like ten grand, right? Ye- yes, actually, because yeah. I think they cut the um, they cut a scene in which his first mate quits right uh due to the guy who
1: showed up to to the meeting with him and yeah with the dog at the beginning yep
0: yeah uh there's a scene where that guy uh quits because quint is nuts right and uh so yes i think that guy would have been you know if he hadn't quit he may have been the guy who got paid but (laughs) um yeah i actually had the question too as i was like so why if if hooper's rich Mm -hmm. Why the why the town charter? Why why the why the why they get the money from the town? Why can't Hooper just pay? It? But like, is 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 the ten grand that much to a guy with? Uh, well, we don't know, know how rich he is either. So you know, rich enough to like own multiple boats, right? I mean, right. Like you know, hey, you don't uh, stay
1: rich by you know paying for things. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, but uh, he was rich enough to go on an eighteen month. Uh, oceanic uh, expedition by the way that's i think that's a stronger emotional beat than the kids uh is the casual uh uh he mentions he comes to dinner with the with the wine and -hmm. he says by the way tomorrow i'm leaving right i'm gone they go out find the body cut the shark open and everything and hooper the next scene is basically hooper going i guess i'm sticking around right um because this is more important like people are dying Yeah, Um, he kind of
1: tries to play it off like because there's a shark here that I can study, you know, but it's that's not that's not he's doing it. Yeah, he's doing it for
0: altruistic reasons. Yeah, he's like, okay, I there, this guy can't, you know, he's looking at Brody going, this guy can't handle this. No, uh, I gotta help out, uh, because people are dying, like kids are dying. So it's like it's a nice little beat. Um, it's a nice little character moment, and it actually, I think, it, it connects more uh like you said like we were talking about the idea of like there's a lot of altruism in this movie uh we don't necessarily need brody's kids being affected directly because right. uh hooper has no connection to those children but yeah. he's sticking around uh he he makes a heroic decision based on based on pure altruism right he's mo- he's missing out he planned been 18 month vacation yeah uh and probably paid for that a lot of money for that, and he's like, you know, I'm not going. I gotta help. Right. I gotta help this poor small town sheriff who's terrified of water, yeah. kill a shark. He might um,
1: even be bankrolling the expedition. We don't know. I mean, the yeah. whole thing could just be a wash now. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, they they do. They did have the. Uh, a, oh, you mean the 18 month thing? Yeah. yeah, that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but um, I don't. I didn't get that impression. Right, but no, I yeah he um, but yeah it's it's a nice it's a nice moment uh for him to choose uh choose to stay and help rather than right. go on his vacation, uh which he has no real incentive to do, uh other than no. it's the right thing to do, um, and it's uh you know it 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 also helps him contrast with Quint who's in it for the money, right. and then we find out Quint's actually not in it for the money. Right, wins because he's Ahab. A yeah, right. Uh, he hates. He just hates the sharks uh, because of one, of uh, probably the greatest scene in film history, which right. is beginning with the scar comparison, which is very funny, uh, mm-hmm. and and then all of a sudden the USS Indianapolis speech, right, uh, uh, which was originally written apparently as fifteen minutes,
1: <laughs> right. Uh, I think uh, John Milius was responsible for that version.
0: Yeah, 15-minute speech. Oh. Howard uh, Sackler
1: came up with the idea. John Milius wrote like a 15-minute speech for it. Yeah,
0: And then Robert Shaw said, I can't do that for 15 minutes. Uh, and then he rewrote it right. to three minutes, I think, four minutes, right. um, where he delivered the monologue. Um, but it's one of my favorite, favorite tonal shifts, not just in this one, but probably in almost any film. Right. Uh where he and Hooper are actually finally bonding a little bit over the scar comparison which by the way uh the uh, great moment great work from uh uh in that seen too because he yeah. looks at his own scar and he sees that but there's also bullet scars. Right. Um why doesn't he mention that but it would and I realized it was it would ruin the moment. Right. Uh Was there a having, bullet scar, I, thought, I, thought I think he has a bullet it's an appendectomy scar i thought yeah but i think there's a bullet wound Oh, okay um, maybe i think there i saw one i thought i saw one maybe i'm wrong right. um but uh i i thought that, that mandela was like, effect again <laughs> yeah i Who thought knows? well i was watching it so i, I thought right, i yeah. thought it was a bullet yeah. scar maybe it's a mole or something i don't know but yeah. i thought it was a bullet wound scar because we ever actually find out why he left new york they wow. don't tell us that but so now my headcanon is like he took some he took some bullets in an armed robbery. Well, they and, they
1: had a scene where he said, you know, that you don't feel like you're making a difference in New York. You know, yeah. here you can.
0: Yeah, yeah, but also you know it's safer here. Right. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm wondering, and the only head is that he 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 took a uh, took a bullet ah. and was like, I uh, I'm not I'm getting out of here. Right. Um, uh, I got a wife and kids. I don't want to die here. Um, but I, I so my head is that basically he has that he could share that, but it would ruin the moment, right? Like they're bonding and having fun, and he would, could come in and be like, Uh, a guy shot me, and they would right. be like, Oh, that's not funny, um, you know, <laughs> right. uh, but you know, uh, ending with, of course, like you know, uh, you know, Hooper being like, Right here, she broke my heart, like you know, <laughs> um, and they're both getting drunk, and then all of a sudden, yeah, wearing the sweater, yeah. And then he he got uh, and then of course that great moment of what about that one there and he's like oh that's uh, a tattoo in the USS Indianapolis and Hooper immediately drops any laughter any mirth and just says you were on the Indianapolis and right. it's this brilliant brilliant turn of how and because and uh, they cut the Roy Shetter was still kind of laughing and like what's what's that right. and then he and then Robert Shaw launches into this. Unbelievably intense uh, conversation about being on the USS Indianapolis, which is real. That happened. Mm-hmm. It's embellished. Uh, right. Some of the dates are wrong, but um, but it did happen. The USS Indianapolis was. Um, they weren't delivering the bombs themselves. They're delivering aspects of the bomb. Right. Uh, and it was classified up until shortly before the film. Uh, right. That it became. Uh, declassified, so they used it in the script. But uh, and more, I think the numbers that Queen gives and basically says the sharks killed most of these guys. Right. Sharks actually killed like five of them or something. Yeah, most, um, them most of them died saltwater, dehydration, yeah, dehydration or starvation because they yeah. were out there for um, out there for a week uh, floating in the ocean because it was a classified mission. They right. didn't even know uh, people didn't even know they were supposed to go. Apparently, um, uh, other ships did receive sos calls and thought it was Mm. uh, thought it was the japanese uh luring them into a trap right uh because they didn't know a boat was out there um they thought it was a it was a classified mission so they were like well there's no there's no boat there so it's just the the japanese are trying to trick us uh so these poor sailors thousands of them right floating around in the ocean dying because there was nobody to come rescue them um but yeah sharks did get some of them that actually happened um tigers tiger sharks did show up and were like hey food um but although sharks actually don't eat people on purpose they they think human beings make the exact same motions as an injured seal when we sleep when we swim and their eyesight's so poor that they're like oh it's an injured seal easy pickings and then they bite usually what happens is they bite a person and then they go because they're like oh oh shit that's not a seal at all I don't know what that is. I'm out. Um, and they swim away. Most shark, most shark attack deaths are due to bleeding out. Right. Um, due to injury. Cause it's a big ass, you know, each one, each tooth is a giant dagger, uh, tears mm-hmm. open, the open the body. But, but yeah, I it, mean, it's, uh, it's a great speech. Um, right. if not, if not the great, one of my, if not my favorite speech, ever made in a film it's so hypnotic and again john williams score drops to this very subtle Mm -hmm. almost ghost story right uh mood and it's uh it's just that good um you know and a a lot of it being i guess some of it improvised too during the speech Mm -hmm. like you know the the black guy is like a doll's eyes That's apparently robert Shaw on the day making shit up um you know uh (laughs) <laughs> on a, on a, the a,
1: second day, because the first day he was too drunk to do this,
0: do the scene. Yeah, yeah. Apparently so, also Robert Shaw apparently was really kind of a dick to uh, uh, Dreyfus. Yeah, yeah, I think he hated him for some reason. He hated him for some reason. I think it was because Dreyfus was a young actor. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't that experienced. And so, it, but it also could have been, it could have been being a dick, it could have been ribbing. Um, right. But, um, but Dreyfuss, both Dreyfus and Schneider uh, uh, both talk about him with great reverence. Even right. though, uh, even though they may not have liked him. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, um, you know, I think with Dreyfus even having a rather poignant, uh, if circumstances were different, we could have been friends, uh, very right. Star Trek, uh, yeah. speech thing where he's like, I wish, I, I wish we had gotten along better because he died like two years after the film came out. Right. Robert Shaw. Um, he's top build in this movie too. hmm uh despite being uh arguably the smallest of the principles right um he has a much better death in the movie too than the book apparently in the book he just gets dragged underwater and right? drowns like ahab does um in this, well, movie this is he gets definitely hit, more
1: bombastic yeah
0: yeah he gets bitten in half i mean yeah. it's a it's a great it's a great moment uh um, well, stamping a shark
1: in the face No forget you know that's
0: right yeah he's fighting yep. back the whole time but uh and uh, and and Brody tries to save him and he can't mm-hmm. and you know it's a, it's a, it's really it's just great work but yeah but yeah great scene oh
2: yeah
0: if not if not the best scene then it go, then it actually does transition into uh, show me the way to go home um, right. which is um, really really great too um,
1: and then that it transitions into
0: you know shark attack As- yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, the whole scene beginning from the, uh, beginning from the scar comparison to show me the way to go home is probably, I think one of the best constructed scenes in the history of cinema. Oh,
1: without and that,
0: doubt. and I'm not, uh, and, uh, and that's not hyperbole. I mean, like right. literally gun to my head, I would probably pick that as the best scene in film history. It is that good. Um, everyone in it is firing on full cylinders. It's, it's, uh, it's infectious. Uh, we, we care about them. It's the whole point. It, the, 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 the end of the movie doesn't work without it.
2: Right.
0: You know, we now, uh, we now like these men, uh, we are with them. We're on their team for sure. 100%. And that's what makes it that, you know, uh, when, when Brody blows that shark apart, Mm -hmm. you know, we, as the audience, you know, cheer right along with it. Uh, right, because you know we care when Quint gets killed, and without that scene, I don't think we would. No, he's a dick. Right. You know, he's just yelling. He's, he's and in increasingly more and more unhinged. Uh, you know, any other, I think a modern movie would probably have him trying to deliberately try to kill Brody and Hooper. Uh, right. You know, they wouldn't want to give that guy any sympathy. Um, this movie's like, no, he's got a whole reason. Right. There's a reason for him be acting the way he is. And it's because he witnessed everyone, all of his best friends die. Right. uh, Die. And of course, that that wonderful end of that speech. But we delivered the bomb. (laughs) Uh, You know, uh, it's the end of the speech of him going. But we delivered the bomb. Uh, You know, we did our duty uh, at the cost of many, many, many men. Um, It's uh, and how uh, grave all of that is to to brody and hooper who are suddenly like we have to kind of cut this guy some slack like he's we, we don't like him but holy shit that's a lot yeah right uh but are yeah. kind of
1: saying that sh- you know shuts up a theater too i mean like it doesn't mm. matter what you're doing or if you're oh, yeah. half watching the movie or not like you, you just like stop yeah at that point and just you know you're enraptured in it
0: oh yeah i was watching i was watching the movie at work i had my um and I had my uh, my Nintendo Switch. I was playing Earthbound, mm-hmm. and as soon as uh, as soon as Quint starts, U.S.S. Indianapolis, uh, full attention. Right. You know, I'm like I put I'm like okay, uh, I can't not look away from this. It's that it's that if not yeah. that slow push in on him. Yep. His voice drops a couple of octaves. I mean, that draws you in. Uh, like I said, Williams' music goes down. and has that ghost story tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's telling a ghost story. And it's, it's, uh, and it's a hell of a well-told story that, you know, whatever you're doing, you will stop and pay attention to what Robert right. Shaw is saying. Um, it's that good. I mean, it really is, um, you know, and it's, I think it's that scene, um, I think, that really uh, made Spielberg's career, I think. I think that Spielberg understood oh, sure. uh, most of Spielberg's successes after this Uh, succeeded on the idea of we have to make sure we're giving time for our characters to become interesting and likable. Right. And, um, probably a big reason why people keep saying, uh, you know, characters have to be likable actually may come from, may come from jaws, you know, we, we like these guys. Um, but yeah, I think that it, uh, I, I don't agree with that statement. I think characters have to be relatable. Right. Um, at these uh,
1: characters aren't all likable. I mean, the, no. to be honest, you know, Quint isn't a likable character. Like, you, you just get to understand him more. Yeah. And like, you know, nobody. I don't think anybody would be like, I want to hang out with him. That's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> seems terrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's the lot. Like you said, where the misconception comes, where you know, characters do have to be likable for a movie to work. And, like, no. <laughs>
0: No, we um, have to understand them. Right. Yeah. Uh, we understand Quint due to the U.S. to speech, but, um, but yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's an interesting man. He's a fascinating man. Right. But yeah, I don't think he's likable. Um, you know, I mean, they, they make, they go out of their way to make him as unlikable as possible up until the right. moment. I mean, like the, he introduces himself by scratching uh, his nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> uh that's true that's true you know yeah. he, he he's begging you to hate him right uh you know and then it, we, we we like hooper already by the time he meets hooper and he's like immediately ripping on tube, Hooper, yeah yeah like tie this knot like you right. know you didn't say how big you wanted it yeah you know that, that like, part
1: makes you like hooper more because you know he's putting up with
0: it he puts up with it yeah right he puts up with it until he does it and then he says right. you know you, you got soft hands i don't need this working class hero bullshit like, right But yeah, it's, um, uh, uh, to me, Dreyfus is the MVP in this movie, though. Mm -hmm.
2: Uh,
0: I think um, uh, every time I like it, I like Hooper more and more. And I like Richard Dreyfus's work more and more. Um, He's doing such great work. Um, He's also the movie's predominant comic relief. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, like, you can see, watching this movie, I'm like, no wonder that guy became a huge star. Right. You know, he's he's just that good. I mean, I don't know if I even have any analysis on it because it's literally mm. like just watch the movie and be like, wow, Richard Dreyfuss is good in this. <laughs> right. Really right. good in this. Um he was a pretty unknown actor at the time. Yeah. I think. I mean, uh what had he done before that? Um uh, American Graffiti, he was oh yeah. I mean that yeah. was pretty big. Yeah. But yeah, I don't uh I don't think he was as well known no he, he does, wasn't like a superstar like he, you you know, became yeah because he does jaws and then he does uh and then he goes on to do close encounters a couple years right. later but yeah he basically had been in a bunch of tv uh mm. american graffiti and then this yeah and then he goes on to do close encounters and suddenly he's in a May whole Lister. bunch of stuff yeah right um uh you know being the the voice of the uh voiceover in stand by me and whose life mm-hmm. is it anyway and uh, i always forget you know. that he's
1: the guy who does the voiceover in there i don't know why i always yeah. forget
0: yeah yeah he works with spielberg multiple times too he works for him with always um right. which was not one of spielberg's hits but uh, mm. uh it's worth a look that's been been decades since i've seen always but Same. yeah it's it's but i've read a, i've read stuff about it and i remember seeing it it's a very moving movie but uh but uh, it's a—it's uh, not one of his hits. Uh, there's a whole bunch. For every movie you've heard of Spielberg, you heard of from Spielberg, there's like two you haven't. Right. It's really fascinating, actually. He's probably the greatest filmmaker of all time. And um, uh, because nobody, I, I don't think anybody's done as managed what Steven Spielberg has managed. No,
2: absolutely um, not.
0: There are guys who have done certain aspects better, I think. Right. Uh, but nobody has hit that absolute perfect sweet spot of, I've made a summer blockbuster that's also a beautiful film. Right. Uh, I've made a, I've made a movie with a bunch of action that's also a character study. and
1: Yeah, and done it so many times successfully. You know, yeah.
0: yeah. Like, nobody has done, has balanced everything the way Steven Spielberg has mm-hmm. balanced it. And, um, and there's a reason why he's the highest grossing filmmaker of all time still to this day. Right. Uh, he's individually, individual films he's not, but in right. overall box office, Steven Spielberg is still... I think by a billion dollars, like over the next guy. Likely. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think last time I checked, it was like, he was literally like the top 10 highest grossing film. It was like Steven Spielberg at like 8 billion. Right. And then the next guy was 7 billion. Like, you know uh, right. like, and I think it was Cameron, I think right, number right. two. Um, but um, actually maybe not because Cameron only, I remember that being surprised by it. Cause I think last time I checked Cameron was actually lower down the list cause he made the two. Highest-grossing films of all time, but two of right. the top three now. Yeah. Endgame game. End game did beat Titanic until Titanic is released again, in a couple months. Again. Right. Yeah, and now it's going to go up. Uh, it's going to beat. Uh, beat out but then it beat out End Game, but then they'll just re-release End Game,
2: right?
0: And uh, you know, so on and so forth. <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> the uh, the billion-dollar arms race of right. uh, of uh, American filmmaking, but yeah. Cameron, I think, was actually lower down the list because he had the two, and then every, everything else was actually pretty low. Like, you know, he didn't right. make, Uh Boris Spielberg who's made, like, 100 movies, uh, you know, and uh, many of them making a ton of money. Right. Uh, you know, Jaws, Jurassic Park, Close Encounters, uh, Indiana Jones, all four of them. Uh, right. You know, um, Saving Private Ryan, Schindler's List. Uh what am I forgetting that made a whole ton of money, but anyway, yeah. 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 But then he's got a whole bunch of movies like always and, and, right. uh, Duel and, uh, Amistad and other films that didn't quite,
1: wasn't, uh, wasn't Duel a TV movie or was that a theatrical?
0: No, it was, Robert. it was a TV. Okay. Movie. But I mean, it's another movie that, uh, you may not remember. It's right. Okay. Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Right. Uh, movies that weren't, uh, aren't synonymous with his name
1: right uh like sugarland express which i don't think was have seen. yeah
0: yeah even though it was the it got him the gig to right. the jaws where people were like hey sugarland express really good but i've never seen it have I, 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 I i i start with jaws uh, yeah and, yeah i i don't i don't blame me i do the same thing I mean, i've I'm seen like, duel but uh it's i've seen I've duel seen yeah everything else you know but yeah jaws close encounters uh OET, geez right oh yeah i missed et color purple yeah uh yeah and then of course there was hook and right yeah uh 57 57 directing credits no um uh far from the far from the lar- uh largest movie. no no but then he into his executive producer shit i mean like oh my god right. you know uh he's had a hand in damn near everything that you've ever heard of right um but he did not direct what movie
1: Poltergeist.
0: That's right. He did yeah, not, right. he did not direct poltergeist. There's assholes. no
1: way on earth he yeah, just just stop.
0: Stop it. Yeah. It's funny because people keep saying that. And they're like actually, somebody pointed out that like, nobody says Gremlins was directed by him. No right. one says Goonies was Back directed by the future.
1: By him. Goonies, yeah. Back to the
0: future. Those right. were definitely made by the director that's credited for whatever reason, Toby Hooper. Like, no, he didn't make poltergeist Right. What? Yeah. Uh no, of course he did Toby I, Hooper did. I, I, I think they just don't
1: understand that you know toby hooper had the range to make it i mean toby hooper was a genius just, and nobody right.
0: appreciated him before he mm-hmm. died yeah yeah uh he he uh he, he never had commercial success and therefore he was always just he was always right. dismissed
1: yeah i mean, poltergeist was you know his biggest grossing movie probably by far and you know that's yeah. probably why they don't want to give credit for
0: it yeah they it's don't just, want to, they didn't say oh it was actually secretly spielberg i think it's one of those like it's i think it probably started as some smart ass thing
2: right
0: like mimetic concept of like someone being like you know well you know that yeah. movie was way more steven spielberg than toby hooper uh and then it was like and then and sure, someone, yeah, it's
1: got its fingerprints all over it but it doesn't yeah. maybe made
0: it I mean, yeah but well, you know what I mean. It's like you know yeah. something that it starts with, uh, like Die Hard was a Christmas movie. It starts as a, a joke that someone says to be kind of contrarian, right. kind of a jerk, right? And then, but then it became when someone said, "Well, maybe it isn't." They were like, "Hey, fuck you!" Right. Uh, it became deadly serious. Like it was like I don't want to admit that that was kind of a cheeky yeah. statement at that at the time. I, I, I watch Die Hard
1: at Christmas because because
0: I can. But well, I, uh, that's that's it, not it, it,
1: that's it. an ex, that's an excuse to watch Die Hard more than anything else.
0: Yeah. I mean we're not here to get in that debate, but right. but I think that the Toby Hooper uh, that Steven Spielberg directed poltergeist is one of those same things. Like somebody yeah. started being a, a sort of a smart ass thing to say, contrarian thing to say that nobody ever really meant. And then as as people res- got adversity towards right. that joke, uh, it became dug in. Yeah, right. They dug their heels in, and now people actually believe it. Um but no, that was not Steven Spielberg. Uh, he he did um, he did second unit
1: mm.
0: on the film. Uh, he's credited, I think, a right. second unit. Maybe he's not. Uh,
1: I don't think he was because he was under contract to somebody else at the time.
0: Yeah, the the no, okay, yeah, that's right. Because the story was actually the way that that started. Because he was, was gonna, gonna do the movie. Something like that, yeah. But what happened was the um, uh, a reporter visited set mm. uh, at Poltergeist and. Uh, toby hooper was in the backyard overseeing the tree sequence right highly uh a crucial sequence in the movie with a lot of effects work and he had to oversee all that <clears throat> what happened was spielberg was in the house shooting uncredited second ad right um, uh second unit work and um which was just shooting like a stairwell Right. Uh, So they could uh, because that's what second unit and third unit does is stock footage ostensibly that you can then put effects onto it. So like the scene with the the floating ghost coming down the stairs, Spielberg shot the stairs, right? And maybe an additional. I think Joe Beth Williams and uh, the other woman that played the uh, parapsychologist Zelda Rubenstein. No, that's the psychic. The the other woman. Oh yeah, yeah. I I always forget her name. I think the two of them were both in the room. Uh, and Spielberg was shooting some close-ups right uh, which is again a second unit thing to do uh, is just shoot you know shoot footage of, of with, right. reacting to yeah. things coming down the stairs. Um, and the reporter happened to see Spielberg doing right. that and then turned around and ran out thinking he had a scoop right And so he went and wrote an, an article uh, being like Steven Spielberg exactly directing this movie uh, because he never went out into the backyard where Hooper was like like you know, or Ble- right. Bleeding to make a uh, To make a uh, You know million dollar effect work mm-hmm. um, And then uh, However uh, Hooper and Spielberg had a difference Of opinion and how to React to that Right Where Hooper wanted, uh, penned an open letter kind of being like I'm really actually kind of upset about that And Spielberg was mad about it Spielberg was like you should have right. ignored it um, And apparently it led to a falling out Between them so Spielberg mm-hmm. never Dispelled the rumors but also uh honestly I, I would honestly believe that anybody with this this amount of work and this amount of success is probably kind of an asshole sometimes right and i have no problem believing spielberg's probably kind of a jerk um and uh you know for all of some of the nice things he's done uh honestly in the documentary they talked about the last shot of John, he he just failed on the production
1: right yeah because he he's just, afraid they're gonna mutiny and
0: throw him in the water yeah he, uh, and I'm like, that's not that's not very cool at all. Uh, it's told as a funny story, but I'm like, he just bailed right. on his own production. I would never do that. I, the director's supposed to be the last man to leave that, right? Right. In my mind, the director's the last guy to walk out of that scenario. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: as I said with the, uh, what's his name? The director Nightmare Three, mm-hmm. uh, Chuck Russell. Right. You know, was asked, you know, what's the what is the definition of a director? And he said, last man standing. Uh, you know, and I and, the producer was like, you know, I don't think I've ever heard a better definition. Right. That, uh, you know, the director has to be, you, you, the buck stops there.
2: Right. You
0: know, and it's kind of like, oh, Spielberg ran off? So.
2: <laughs> yeah. Just All left. right. Okay. Just
0: bail. Uh, and now it's a tradition that he that the last <laughs> shot's not him. And I'm like, that's not a cute story. That's, that's actually no. kind of unprofessional. But okay. Like, I would never do it. Anyway, you got any last thoughts on Jaws?
1: no. No. I think we covered everything. Um, you know, just great film all around. Um, we didn't talk a whole lot about the uh, the camera work, but uh, there's you know, great handheld camera work, um, great POV of like swimmers and POV of the sharks, yeah, that just you know weren't done like that before this film came along, yeah. Um, now they're you know, done a whole different way again because it's been 50 years almost, but uh, you know, for a while, this. That set the trend for, for yeah. how to shoot movies. Yeah. I do it's like really... also
0: that we didn't mention it either, but the um, uh, large amount of this cast is actually just people from Nantucket Island. Right. Um, that, that's that, always
1: appreciated because you get yeah. real character out of
0: real people. Yeah. Yeah. It really works um, that so many people are actually just people from the island who were, uh, right. had personality they just threw on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because most of them already knew how to uh, sail you know, right. put boats out on the water. So a whole bunch of those people that have like off lines or, or, or uh, shooting the shit with, uh, Hooper Right. Are all actual just Islanders. And that's actually really cool. Yeah. Um, very, yeah. And you don't see that much anymore. Naturally occurring no. extras don't usually pop up anymore. Um, now you hire people, right. But in, at the time, it was just giving, giving the community, uh, money. Yeah. You know, and I I, I I, think I appreciate the hell out of that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I don't think you can do that anymore. I don't think they, I think the insurance probably doesn't let you anymore.
1: Screen Actors Guild yeah, probably doesn't let right. you
0: anymore. Yeah. Screen Actors Guild be like, wait, you paid somebody who's not union? Right. Yeah. Wow. I think you can get away with it with your, uh, you can get away with it with your, you know, if you and I went out and make a movie, we could. Right. nobody would would give a shit but we're not or if we went to
1: romania you know
0: yeah we're not ega right but yeah
1: well i mean that's that's everything i think so definitely um i this is this is jaws yeah i mean (laughs) how have you not seen jaws already if you're listening to this
0: I actually saw saw something the other day that I I was shocked to see. It was somebody complaining about somebody else, which was somebody, Mm -hmm. uh, some young person apparently just said like, what's the big deal with Jaws? It's just a a crappy shark attack
2: movie. Right. And And I'm like,
0: what? But I I thought about it and realized actually that could, I could see where a younger person would get that because it's been so imitated. We we kind of promised we would talk, about mentioned Grizzly, um, (laughs) which is William Girdler, uh, Jaws with a bear. Right, um, to the point of near uh, the riff tracks of Grizzly because it says like unoriginality to the point of plagiarism. Uh, right. like you are, uh, you actually just made Jaws, um, but with a bear. Uh, but it's been so duplicated. There are so many shark attack movies, right? Um, and so
1: many spoofs, and you know, yeah, yeah,
0: you no know, references, uh, it, and it's yeah, it's been so imitated that uh, I could see somebody if you were. Uh, you know 20 years old and you've already seen all the Sharknadoes you right. know uh, and you've seen Deep Blue Sea and you've seen uh, you know Shark Attack 1, 2 and 3 and right. The Meg and uh, you know the Shark Attack movies are their own genre at this point their own subgenre right. if you saw all those and then you watch Jaws you'd be like what's the big deal I mean like right. you've already seen every aspect of that movie played out in lesser films it actually could make sense to me but uh, but I do agree. I think if you, uh, if you, if you haven't seen the movie or if you have seen the movie uh, and didn't like it, revisit it right. and try to revisit it with as fresh eyes as you can. Uh, and I think this movie rewards you. I think it really oh, does.
1: 100%. Yeah. All right. So with that, uh, I guess we'll wrap up. Uh, as always, you know, thank you for listening. Thanks for dropping by. Um, a couple episodes, we'll have our 100th episode. So that's kind of cool. That is cool. All right for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, and with that, I uh, just want to say, you know, thanks for listening. Watch out for each other. Uh, be kind, rewind. But mostly, farewell and adieu, you. <laughs> okay. Farewell,
0: Spanish oh, ladies. ladies.
1: Farewell and adieu, you mm. ladies of Spain.
0: Here's the drinking oh, with old lady.